Hello and welcome to Aboriginal Way. I'm Kalia Alice and on today's program we hear from Keith Thomas, the CEO of South Australian Native Title Services and it's been a while since we've had Keith on the show and he gives us an overview of where South Australia's Native Title claims are and the benefits of Native Title um, for traditional owners. So that's on today's program. First up here is Dallas Woods with nine times out of ten. I'm really not that scared of nothing, but if police roll up, then I'm running. Cause nine times out of ten, I'm up to something, man. I blame it on the town that I grew up in. Blame it on the town that I grew up in. That's that EK, that EK. Police, the police, they watch and learn. Dallas Woods, nine times out of ten. I caught up with Keith Thomas, the CEO of South Australian Native Title Services, and we are celebrating 25 years of Native Title in South Australia. Uh, The official celebrations were held for Australia back in 2017, but for South Australia, we've had 25 years since we've been working on Native Title claims in the state. And I thought it might just be a great opportunity to speak to Keith about where we're at as a state and how Native Title has helped traditional owners to manage their country and to get back on country. And here's Keith Thomas. Hi, I'm Keith Thomas, the CEO of South Australian Native Title Services. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit how South Australia is going um, with finalising the claims that um, we still have? Yep, certainly. Um, Even though there's been 25 years of native title in Australia, in uh, South Australia it's only 25 years this year since since we've been working with native title claims. Um, It's been 60% of the state so far has been resolved with native title and most of those are all the, the northern claims and uh, the river area in the River Murray and the Nuttingetty down south. Um, so there's still a, a fair bit of claim work to be completed, but uh, they're progressing fairly well. Only been to court um, with two or three matters through litigation. Uh, most of the determinations have been through consent, where all the parties have agreed that these are the people for this country. And what does native title mean for the communities that register a native title claim and then they finally get their native title claim, what does it mean for them? Oh, look, I think it's been fantastic because it gives recognition to people as traditional owners for that country where they have their native title. Um, In the past, you know, people know who they are and that type of thing, but there hasn't been... Um, something there to bring everything together, to bring people together, and Native Title has done that. And what happens to the communities that have Native Title? How how are they supported once they achieve Native Title? Um, When they achieve Native Title, the the group has to have a prescribed body corporate which is set up to manage their Native Title rights and interests. And the beauty about the prescribed body corporate is that it can also deal with other issues and matters involved with that claim group, with those people, the traditional owners for that country. Um, So 
we're able to provide support to those PBCs to get them established and to assist them getting running. They're also able to uh, obtain you know, funding support through the Commonwealth to, to implement their uh, priorities and that type of thing as a, as a prescribed body corporate. The prescribed body corporates, also known as PBCs, uh, one of their main objectives is it to look after land, is it to create jobs? I mean, what, what exactly are their priorities once they have the native title and they become a PBC? Uh, look, it's limitless, really. Yes, certainly they have to manage their native title rights and interests and, and deal with the legalities uh, around that with the Native Title Act and with the prescribed uh, the regulations for PVCs that uh, they have to adhere to. But it's limitless. It's whatever the group wants to try and achieve, they can do it through through that um, prescribed body corporate, through the PBC. And um, it's whatever their aspirations are. If they want to get into economic development and the opportunities there, they can. If they want to look after country, um, they can look after country. If they want to, you know, it doesn't matter what they want to do. It can be a, a small local enterprise or they can look at uh, going out and protecting sites on country, all those types of things. So it's, it's, it's limitless. It's endless. Uh, could you give us an example of a PBC that has gone out and created their own thing on their country? Um, look, I, th- I think the, the Far West Coast PBC has some outstanding results. They've uh, got into economic development, they've purchased businesses, they've also established trusts and they've also established a future fund so that they're looking after themselves they're not just squandering monies that are coming into their organization and um, they've really set themselves up for the future. You spend a lot of time on the road uh, traveling and meeting with native title holders across South Australia. What feedback are you receiving from these groups about how native title is working for them? Oh, look, I think most groups are, are very happy that they have this opportunity, that they have that opportunity to manage their native title rights and interests, but also have that opportunity about bringing people together, about having the opportunity to look at what they want to do as a group, as traditional owners together. But also, it's been absolutely fantastic in bringing people back to country and having that opportunity to manage their heritage and other matters on country and to have that recognition as the PBC is is very important um, because there's the state government which has a number of different programs and that type of thing which I think they should be building better relationships with the, the native title groups um, as the traditional owners for that country and that but um, but most native title groups are really enjoying what they're doing and they see that as a a great stepping stone in terms of self-determination and self-management and about achieving those things that they want to achieve as a group. And can you see how Native Title can be improved as well? It obviously has challenges um, as well as benefits. Oh, look, Native Title's not a magic wand which is just going to make everything happen. People have to work hard to achieve the things that they want to achieve. And I think a good starting point is to have good governance and... um, you know, it's very important that um, directors uh, on the PBCs and that have a good understanding about what their roles and responsibilities are as a director representing all of their traditional owner group. 
and um, you know we provide governance training and the like and there's other opportunities for people to develop those skills and that but um, I think having good governance is a fantastic start to managing everything that they wanted whatever their aspirations are for the future. So as we continue to finalise native title claims across South Australia, uh, South Australian Native Title Services will continue to help those native title bodies and the PBCs. Uh, what are the current challenges facing South Australian Native Title Services? Oh, look, um, at the moment we're, we're very much challenged by the way in which the federal court is pushing native title applications through the system, so to speak. Uh, we're being challenged in terms of the resources, in terms of people and dollars to address those matters. And um, never before in the, the existence of SANS have we had so much uh, litigation in the courts. And the federal court has taken this approach of pushing everything into a, a litigation stream so every matter which we have on our books at the moment, which are about uh, 19 matters, all of them have have directions on from the federal court. So this is it's very trying for for staff, um, and it's very trying as a, an organisation to meet the demands of the court. Um, to date, we've been fortunate that the Commonwealth government has um, supported us with additional funding to be able to meet the, those additional pressures being put on us from the court. And how is this impacting native title communities as well? Well, native title communities, um, it, it's, it's twofold, I suppose. In one sense, uh, people are concerned in that they could end up going to trial and that. And, but in the other sense, there's been claims that have been around for over 20 years and, and, and people feel some sense of relief that finally they're going to get an outcome for their native title. And, you know, for South for SANS, um, we see that we could be have completed all the claim work within two to three years. So there's going to be a much sort of uh, more focus on assisting the PBCs with all that post-native title work and looking at um, making sure that PBCs are, are moving forward and not squandering the opportunities that have before them. I would stress, though, that SANS is only there to support PVCs. We're not there to tell PVCs what they must do and what they mustn't do, but we do can provide advice, and it's up to those organisations as to how they use that advice. They still, you know, are free to make their own decisions and that type of thing. And it's a costly process, and obviously there's a lot of strain on the services that um, that SANS provides. Why is it such a costly process? I think it's more costly because um, it is a legal process. We are working within the federal court and you need to engage senior counsel and, and junior counsel in that when you get into a litigation process. That's why SANS has favoured negotiation in the past where we didn't have to go into that level of um, funding for those types of experts and, you know, you've also got to look at other experts, linguists, anthropologists, archaeologists, all of that type of thing, which is a lot more expensive through the litigation process. So that's partly why it is so costly. Um, there is the Native Title Act, of course, which puts out, maps out what we have to show to 
get native title. So in doing that, you've got to take people on country. You've got to give evidence on country. You've got to give evidence in the court. So all of that costs money. So it is quite expensive in that respect. And does native title really mean that traditional owners have their rights over their traditional land? Is that actually the outcome of native title? The outcome of native title is that traditional owners have native title rights and interests over their land, and that varies from group to group. So that means they can go out and camp, it means they can look after sites, it means they can hunt on country and that type of thing. Similar things that people have been doing since the year dot, so to speak. Um, So they can still do all of those things uh, as they have been for time immemorial. And... um, um, what about the people that say they could do that before native title? They could do that before native title. Um, even the Pastoral Act in South Australia has allowed people to camp and do those things. But I think the most important thing about native title is that it recognises traditional owners as a group and it gives people that authority as a group to manage their native title rights and interests and it gives that recognition to them as a, a traditional owner a group, which is very important for a lot of people. And Native Title has um, also been instrumental in, in bringing some of those groups back together. People have been dispersed all over the country, and, and Native Title has created that opportunity to bring people back together as a traditional owner group and to discuss how they want to implement and use their Native Title rights and interests to better themselves in, into the future. And that was Keith Thomas, CEO of South Australian Native Title Services, speaking to me about Native Title. I'm Kalia Alice and you're listening to Aboriginal Way Radio. And here is Pigram Brothers Moonlight. Pigram Brothers Moonlight. You've been listening to Aboriginal Way. I hope you've enjoyed the program. I'm Kalia Alice and that is all we have time for. And thanks to Keith Thomas, CEO of South Australian Native Title Services for coming on the show and giving us a brief rundown of uh, what is happening in the native title space in South Australia going to leave you with my island home this one's from warumpi band and we'll catch you next week Sixties, I bet.